Deep Star 6 was the first of the tidal wave of 1989 and 1990 aquatic creature features aiming to scoop the box office out from under James Cameron's The Abyss before it could finish production. Released in 1989, Deep Star 6 was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, best known for directing 1980's slasher touchstone Friday the 13th. And, while Deep Star 6 successfully predated The Abyss, Leviathan, The Rift, which we covered on episode 21 of the show, and at least one or two other oceanic horror flicks, it did just as badly at the box office as the others, with as the others, with the exception of The Abyss, of course. The movie features some fun production design and a big water monster that we're going to call the Depladon, more on that later, which was portrayed with some incredible special effects work. So, let's dive down, if you catch my meaning, and explore the caverns beneath Deep Star 6, and also install some nuclear weapons arrays. Monster crazy! And we're here in the ocean, and I'm Swimmerin, and one of your swimming hosts for Water Crazy. I'm swimming Cameron. Well, really going all out on this one. We got an effects pedal for Kai. He has a voice changer that he's using. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I just but put today... on a helmet to be able to speak normal. <laughs> Good, I can already <laughs> speak normal because I'm a mer person. Yeah, Cameron has always had gills. <laughs> I'm actually I'm part of the Metkayina clan. Of any uh, James Cameron fans out there, will know that these are the water Navi and the reef people, to be exact. And I actually am one of a member of that species. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, today we're talking about the monster from Deep Star 6, which we are calling the Depladon. Um, and this is episode 43 of Monster Crazy. Yeah. Um, so we should start with a description of what the Depladon looks like. Yeah. I get, yeah. I feel like maybe even before, before the, the visual description, I feel like I want to throw in just a a premise of the movie because this is a movie that the monster appears in so little i feel like you kind of need to set the stage a little bit Mm -hmm. before you see the thing um which so yeah this is one of the uh underwater aliens ripoffs um basically people trying to imagine what the abyss was going to be before the abyss came out um and this one is about uh an underwater station like it's not really a research station they're like installing nuclear missiles underwater um called deep star six and there's a crew there and they've been underwater for a while and they're like they discover there's a cavern um beneath the place that they're like installing this stuff and there's a cave-in and it releases something yeah something is comes out and is causing disasters while they are trapped in this like underwater station um and what is this thing but a monster (laughs) exactly a monster indeed um, that is released. Also, the the kind of a cool, they they have like you know you got to have a a scientist who specializes in aquatic life for a military base thing. Yeah. Um. And she, um, essentially the speculation is brought up that in this cave, it's like this cave is of un indeterminate size and depth, and has essentially been like the it's a piece of the bottom of the ocean that has been locked away from everything else for forever. Um, yeah, which I think is a cool way for a monster to come about is that it has been on like a different ev- evolution timeline. Definitely. This is, this is one that I think this is a monster that I think we can compare to a lot of one. Like we think we're getting to the point where we've, we've covered a lot of stuff that we can compare this to. And what I th- like an interesting way, like that's also the crawlers from the descent too. Yeah, it is. This is kind of a similar idea, but it's underwater. Mm-hmm. And it's not human evolution that's like diverging or whatever. Um, yeah, but so I guess visual description now, which is kind of hard because this thing looks fucking crazy. Yeah, it um, does look crazy. Um, can I take a stab at it? Uh, sometimes I, when, yeah. when we do visual descriptions, I like to just say what it looks like a combination of. I think Go it ahead. looks like a combination of a centipede with those really large mandibles, a, a lobster, and a crocodile. Yeah, I, I I think 
I'm I definitely agree with the lobster and crocodile kind of it's got a crocodile type body plan which also part of this that i, I want to get into part of the beauty of this monster to me is that because like it could you think it's a looks like a bunch of different things throughout it like it kind of like it's very indistinct but not in a way that you like it's like amorphous or something it's just like they show you different parts of its body and from different angles in such a way that you're always like wait it actually looks like that what the fuck but it's like the same thing every time but you're just like slightly different ways they're showing it that you're like whoa wait that actually looks like this other animal um not gonna have been a financial constraint a little bit but it also led to a little bit of mystery to the monster yeah but you know when it starts out like the first time you see it it looks kind of like a worm like you just think oh this is a worm monster Mm -hmm. uh and then, like, by the end, you think you see, oh, it's kind of more crocodile shaped. But generally, yeah, it has, you know, it's a crocodile type body. It's got scales on it um, that like kind of like Predator or Cathoga type scales that that mm-hmm. deal, uh, which we'll talk about, too. Um, it's got these two kind of mandibles out from the side that are uh, they're like have interlocking armor plates on them. And they each have one kind of talon like tooth on the end. And these are, uh, these are horizontal. So it's kind of like they're, they are, yeah, they're like mandibles, you know, on like a, uh, like someone who draws a cartoon scorpion would draw. Um, and then it's and, got, but a- it's also got, it's also got like up and down jaws too. Like it, it's basically got four pedals. The, the top pedal though is kind of interesting because the top pedal yeah. is just like the eyes jutting out. Um, like I, f- it it looks kind of cool. Like, the top pedal looks awesome. is, is frog like almost. Yeah, and it also the eyes are inside the mouth. Mm-hmm. The eyes like, are inside the mouth, but the, ma- the mouth could be so cool. The eyes are inside the mouth, but when it closes all of its mandibles, it can still see. Like it's yeah, they're like yeah, they're like they're inside the mouth, but they they are like part of what seals the mouth closed yeah. almost. Like. Yeah, it's also the way that its mouth works. It seems like it can never really fully like seal it. Like there's always gonna if, if for example, if it had a tiny fish inside of its mouth, I think there's always gonna be a way for that fish to swim out based just yeah. based on how the pieces fit together. Which I like because that suggests like it you know, I'm not sure it's an prey. intentional thing, but yeah, that it only eats big stuff, um, or yeah. that it's like biting out chunks of stuff, and and you know it's never gonna like this is not a filter feeder or anything like that. No. Like, he's not interested in little stuff. He's tearing a big chunk out of a whale or he's biting a human in half or whatever. And I think that's a very fun detail. Um, But also the eyes, the eyes. So also his whole body is like kind of like greenish grayish, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, And the eyes are are orange and they are, they, what, they look kind of frog-like in that they have the weird shaped pupils. But what I like about the pupils, the pupils are shaped like a staple. Like they're Mm -hmm. like a... Like they're like an inverted space bar symbol or like a bra- a square bracket on its side. Yeah. Um, which is a really cool pupil shape. But I'm not sure if is there an animal that has that pupil shape? Not that I'm I I'm really not sure. I don't know. Um but it like doesn't look that unnatural. Like I, what no, I will say yeah, it, 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 yeah. this thing looks like a monster, but it also like I think they did a decent job also making it kind of look like an animal that could be. It looks very, very lifelike. Yeah. Um it also yeah i mean there's there's so much going on here and they show you so little of it but i'm not mad at it which we'll talk about but uh it's also got like kind of little teeth jutting out of its gums on the inside of its mouth Mm -hmm. um and then as for its hands it's got these like uh you could either say they're like reptilian lobster claws or you could say they're like giant t-rex fingers where it's like two fingers that have the same kind of interlocking armor plates uh, and have these big claws on the end that they use totally. uses to grab people. Um, but it also seems like it has a carapace on its back too. Like the real, there's just like there's a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um, it's sort of yeah. impossible to say what its full shape looks like. Yeah, you kind of see it at the end a little bit, and you can also see. I mean, you can see behind the scenes photos of the full rig, and you can tell what it looks like. But like when you're watching the movie actively. It's it's pretty much impossible to tell. Like the full, you never see it fully stretched out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess this is as good a time as any to jump into the the thing I was saying about how it like feels like it's because this is related to the visuals. But I like so the first time you see it, it comes up out of this like pipe 
and it bites off the bottom of this guy's diving suit with him inside and it just completely gets him in half and it's nasty and then you see it kind of swimming and you only see like the you only see basically it's the spine of its back Mm -hmm. poking out of the water and it's kind of sinuously swimming towards the people so when you see that first you see this thing you see it for like half a second it comes straight up out of this to this pipe bites the guy and goes down and then you see like a wiggling thing and you're like oh this is an eel this is like a sea serpent monster Mm -hmm. um just because they show you they're showing you only this part um and then you see its full head you and then you you like at some point you see it jump up again and you see its arms and you're like oh my god it has arms like what the fuck is going on and then at some point they see you see its full head and you're like oh my god it has frog eyes and it's and what is this and then at another point you see its mouth fully open and what i love about the design when its mouth is fully open is like the uh we were talking about how they have the it has like the little it is very pink like pillowy looking gums almost which like which lends itself to something like a vertebrate but it's it's an arthropod yeah but it's it's uh the teeth coming out are kind of like on these like bumps in these like pillowy gums and it looks so it like suggests so much i mean i think everybody can call this image to mind though like of seeing like a snake when a snake is ready to strike and it opens its mouth all the way and you're like oh what the fuck like, yeah. What does it, it do? That doesn't look right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like open too much and there's a lot of pink and a lot of fang. Yeah. And the pink looks really puffy and it looks like it like you're like, oh, that's not that looks like a fucked up like flesh monster. Yeah, totally. Um, this and is it a, totally I, feels I wanna, like that when it opens its mouth. I, one quick thing that I think we left out that's important is uh, mm-hmm. it's really big. It's like 30 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, um, that is very important. Yeah. It's not it's not like man sized. It's it's bigger than than that then it, it's it could probably eat a guy whole yeah oh and it and it basically does yeah um what i love about the eyes too when its mouth is open is they don't look angry at all or scary they look completely alien and dead and uninterested um it's just a crab trying just, to eat yeah yeah exactly yeah it, it yeah it looks like a crab too there's just so many animals rolled together into this and such like minute ways that are and I'd you say, just will ca- you catch one detail and you're like oh that reminds me of that and it really does make it like along with yeah it just makes it feel alive i also will say it's the, it's a lot of animals rolled together in unique ways in a, in a way that i think is ultimately harmonious i think that it like mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a chimera like even though it looks like a lot of different animals it doesn't look like someone glued a bunch of animals together it like it visually all tracks as a as a beast yeah, a hundred percent. I think also, I mean, uh, we were talking about how it gets very little screen time, and that's true. It doesn't really show up until like almost an. You don't see it till like almost an hour, or maybe mm-hmm. even an hour into this movie. Um, and monster-wise, that's usually pretty egregious. Um, and that's and I think that we can draw some really strong comparisons, which I want to talk about more too, uh, to the Kathoga, which we did. Mm-hmm. We was a monster we covered in. Um, episode 32 um, which we didn't really like and this is almost to me this is like the good this is the good ending of the Kathoga this is yeah. the version of the Kathoga that I like and it's almost fu- it's kind of funny how similar a lot of the stuff is totally uh, but I think some of the some of the same people worked on it so maybe that makes sense um, but anyway the the comparison that I'm drawing to the Kathoga here is that the Kathoga also had very very little screen time but in that it felt like oh, come on, like, you made the whole thing, it's here, you're using CGI to move it around, like, the whole, it's running around, there's just, come on, like, what are you doing? Give it to us, there's nothing else going on. But in this movie, I'm, I'm almost not as mad, even though I would love to see a lot more of this monster, because it's very cool, mm-hmm. uh, I'm almost not so mad at it, because, because this is, like, the, the, the because of the way that like i said it shows you parts of it to make you think different things are going on yeah, like totally. you see there's parts where it whips people with its tail and you're like is that a tentacle what is that yeah. what's going on what's happening um and i think that's done so effectively and i think that there's a tendency you know uh, there's a definitely a te- there's a tendency to justify like you know when jaws came out 
and there's technical uh, limitations and it's like, okay, we can't show the shark that much. And then it turned out people were like, oh, that makes it really good. And then there's a tendency to use that to justify being like, we're not going to show the monster because that's what Jaws taught us. Like, mm-hmm. you can, it's it's better not to show the monster. And people, I think there's also an overcorrection there where people are, are like, just show the monster. Come on, just show it. Um, and I think sometimes it's annoying to not see it, but sometimes it's, it is really genuinely very effective to not see it and i think the first hour of this movie maybe it's not so effective i'm not really it's not like i'm imagining a monster that is scarier or cooler than the monster but when i do see it and i'm seeing it in bits and pieces and i'm seeing it like i'm seeing something that's really cool and i'm still i'm getting i'm getting what i want by seeing a cool monster but i'm seeing it in a scary and brief and weird way i'm not too mad at it i don't know no i also think that that tactic of hiding your monster and only showing a little bit of skin here and there only really works well if you have a really cool monster that you can show off well and like yeah they have a really cool monster totally yeah that is, that is a, a really good this one is like i mean the and the effects on this really are so crazy like i think the other thing besides making this feel kind of a lot scarier and more tense by not showing the monster the the, it really does feel like pretty alive. Like yeah, there's, it does. I, my it de- I think it, uh, even even though this the gen- the overall quality of this movie, I would not be caught dead comparing this to Jaws. In terms of like the same technique of like using using brief shots to, and to hide that your monster is actually a big animatronic, I think this is definitely on kind of Jaws level there. Where I'm watching it, and I'm I'm never thinking like, oh, that looks like a robot with a stunt guy inside it. Like I'm like, whoa. It go, don't, it's going to get him. Yeah. I, also, another thing that I will say about the quality of the movie in regards to the quality of the monster is that like, I, this movie is not like incredible, but some of the ways that they explained what the monster is or why it's behaving a certain way, I thought were less lazy than a lot of movies like this might have. Like, mm-hmm. uh, in, in that, like, so this thing is deep underground. It's like in very, very dark caverns and the the reason it's attacking them is because it attacked it, it's attracted to light and like one of the guys in the, in the movie says don't you get it schrader light equals lunch or something yeah. like that i don't think i don't think the guy's name was schrader but it that sounded <laughs> they, they all call each other by their last names because they're in the military yeah. but which uh, is very funny because at the there's like two characters who are in love and and are like having a baby together and they still call themselves call yeah, each like other by only Collins. their last names yeah but um i do think that like in my head a creature that had like its own evolution separate from everything else in a pocket of cave for millions of years being attracted to bioluminescent light like totally tracks and so this thing seeing a ton of lights and that's the like it's not evil but they need a reason for basically a big animal to be attacking people and it's attracted to lights and they, they they use that like to try to fight it at one point but like I think that that is like cool and not lazy and a good reason to make something that is essentially like as dumb as a lobster still like a worthy adversary and in, in like a reason it gives it a reason to be attacking other than just like it's like evil you know Definitely. like I think there's also something to be said when you look at like uh something like this where it's like okay the 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 crux here is that the monster is that's the 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 gimmick here is the monster is attracted to light uh, you know, uh, it's f- interesting to draw a comparison between this and say like a quiet place where it's like, okay, the monstrous thing is it's attracted to sound. And if you make a sound, it kills you. And that movie has nothing else. That's what the monster is, is, oh, there's sound in it and it kills you. And, and the sound, you make a sound, you're dead. And it, you'd think that in a movie like this where you have a crazy underwater monster and it's like, oh, if you make light, you die. That would be like the thing. But that's not really the thing. That's like that's kind of just a thing, um, mm-hmm. and I think it that also kind of helps this monster feel alive and not really like a plot device. It really feels like incidental. Like it's yeah. almost like oh, we're having a crazy underwater disaster because there was a missile problem, and then also now this thing is here. Oh no. Uh oh. Yeah. No, I agree. Also, like they they didn't kill it with that gimmick. Like you would, I would have yeah. thought that like when they they're like wait. It likes light. It likes light. Let's do a yeah. gadget. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it like, 
they they kind of they just shoot at it <laughs> like um, <Yeah. laughs> and then they blow it up with fire but like yeah i i don't know i do think it my favorite thing about it i think is that it looks and acts like something that is very menacing but not evil just like a dumb a scary dumb creature that is yeah, totally. that is like sort of an ultimate predator that from deep in the ocean like yeah. and another thing that i like about it is it's it's based somewhat off of sea scorpions and yeah that's like one of those cool like ancient extinct things and to have like um i don't know a a, a cooler looking version of an extinct thing that's bigger be the antagonist it like i'm not gonna say it feels fully realistic but like as far as these kinds of like pulpy xenomorph style movies go like it it was a, a lot further into the realism category than i was expecting going in yeah uh, before we get too far from the light attraction thing, too, I just wanted to throw in one, one other thing, which I when I was watching it, which also, this this was the second time I've watched this movie. I completely forgot that I had seen this movie before, which tells you something about the movie uh, itself. how good the movie is, which, you know, I don't dislike it. I think it's fine. I liked it more this time than I liked it the first time, but it's also definitely like, you know, it's, it's not that good. Um, no. But uh, something I realized this time when I watched it is like, and there's no way that this is intentional. This is just like a, a connection that I drew that I think is kind of fun. Um, is that, so yeah, this, this guy, this, this monster, the Deplodon quote, so-called Deplodon, um, is attracted to light and what the, the only light at the bottom of the ocean is bioluminescence. Like there's no sunlight or anything mm-hmm. down there. Um, and I was like thinking like, Oh, like, well, what, what's like one thing, what's, bioluminescence usually used for and it's used to like lure stuff and whatever um but also one use of bioluminescence is for mating rituals and like for fish to mate with each other and this movie is directed like i said by the guy who directed uh friday the 13th and so this the deplodon is basically is like a giant prehistoric underwater jason Voorhees, where he goes and kills fish teenagers that are having sex I think that's probably like, what's what was going on. Yeah, because Jason <laughs> Voorhees he always shows up and kills people when they're when they're about to get it on. So if a fish is like you know doing a little mating dance and like lighting up, and the Deplodon just comes out of nowhere and and machetes them, it's w- just like its, it's a, a fun yeah, it's a fun stupid parallel that uh, I thought was was silly and fun to think about. That is fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, let's talk about sea scorpions because sea scorpions are pretty crazy. Eurypterids. Mm-hmm. Um they are arthropods, which the that that's pretty much also the only information we get about the Deplodon is that it is a is possibly an arthropod. Yeah. Um I think I wrote down the the exact quote maybe. Let me see if I can find it. But we get like almost nothing about it. Um some form of arthropod, but very, very big. That's yeah. that's pretty much the only sentence that is uttered describing this monster. Um, but it does bear a pretty close resemblance to Eurypterids, which are ex- an extinct uh, arthropods. Uh, God, is Eurypterid like a family or a what? Let me see. I Eurypterids are a group from okay. the order Eurypterida. Okay. So they're a order um but they're sea scorpions and they look kind of like the deplodon they don't look quite as reptilian or or movie mystical yeah, magic they don't look that they don't look as badass but some of them are pretty fucking big not as big as uh the deplodon which was 22 feet long by the way to be exact okay. the rig that they built pretty insane um but you're it's the biggest the biggest ever arthropod known to have ever lived was a eurypterid it was the jacilopterus jacilopterus 3 meters 2.5 meters to 3 meters in length um which is pretty fucking crazy that's uh i'd that's hate what, to see that yeah i i mean th- that's like 9 feet yeah I don't like thinking about it. And he, they they originally, like the older ones, they lived in, in the sea, sea scorpion, but uh, later ones lived in brackish or fresh water for the most part. Um, so you could find one in a river, in a lake, 
and get this is the most exciting part which i don't know if this is true for the really big ones which also like there are a bunch of other big ones there are also a bunch of really tiny ones they're like a bunch of different types but uh it was believed it's believed that they could survive to go on land for short periods of time based on their like breathing apparatus so they could like go out and grab stuff and come back in to the water like me to the fridge yeah Um, exactly but imagine a nine foot scorpion I'm, I'm, I'm looking at one of those charts that shows like a guy next to them or whatever and it's yeah. sort of the size and shape of like uh, uh, imagine like an elephant seal like a, mm-hmm. a like a bow elephant seal slugging his way out of the water but it's just covered in chitin and has dead arthropod eyes yeah very very crazy i mean also very scary the, the pinchers on the front they look like uh, like they could just lop off an arm um yeah they, they um yeah they're they're very freaky i will say probably delicious um <laughs> i'm not sure would you eat a scorpion yeah but these aren't scorpions they're close would you eat a horseshoe crab yeah <laughs> i don't think i would eat a horseshoe crab well actually I saw, when i was looking up eurypterids i saw someone cooking and scooping the hor- the meat out of a horseshoe crab and it doesn't look like the meat of a normal crab. It looks like. Yeah, have you seen Have you seen horseshoe crabs in the wild? No. Yeah, you wouldn't want to eat a horseshoe crab. <laughs> Why? They 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 are so they're like. Listen, I'm not the kind of guy who's like that's a disgusting bug, but that's a disgusting bug. I think horseshoe crabs look cool, um, but the the meat looked like just like a bunch of balls. Like it's just like it was just like. <laughs> It looked like sci-fi meat. Um, so, yeah, maybe <laughs> I, I would it basically is. But, okay, I mean, are horseshoe crabs not sort of crabs? I honestly have no clue. I don't know shit about it. All I know is that uh, I see, I've see i seen many, many horseshoe crabs dead lying on their backs on the beach and one or two crawling around, and uh, I don't like it. <laughs> hmm. Well, but that's okay. Um the uh i wanted to yeah so a few things from the from the movie that are not that are not directly depladon related but i wanted to bring up because i think they are fun and if people don't watch this movie they should know about them which the first one is that uh miguel ferrer is in this movie the guy from robocop and he's really good he's he's like basically this guy who's cracking under pressure and he just fucks everything up he's just a complete fuck up and he like accidentally kills the one of the like professor or research guy who's down there with them and then he he, he blows him crazy. up with gas he hallucinates this guy saying like it's all your fault and then he gets in a, an escape pod without and he just like without decompressing goes to the tries to go up to the surface and just explodes yeah um, it's but the other thing yeah speaking of killing the the professor guy with gas i wanted to bring this up because i thought they used this weapon um, that are like these like CO2 pump harpoons where they like, it's like a, a sharp uh, spear and they stick the point and then they press a button and it goes like and pumps in gas and inflates stuff to like blow it up. Um, and I was like, that is so bizarre. That's so crazy. Uh, and yeah, he, he accidentally uses it on this guy. This like, I think he was like an architect or something, I guess. Maybe not a professor, um, but it just blows up his chest. Uh, yeah, he like the guy like and, the, the the guy who's cracking under pressure like accidentally sticks him with it, or maybe the guy backs up into it. it it's I think he backs up into it. Either way, he his chest explodes. Yeah, and it's that, crazy. But I looked it up, and this is a real weapon. This is a real thing, um, and it's called a shark dart, and it was invented by the U.S. Navy in the 1970s, and they it was they because. They were looking for ever since the uh, the tragedy of the what is it the USS Indianapolis is that what it is in like, the forties um, the ship where everyone got eaten by sharks um, yeah the USS Indianapolis the 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 military had been very wary of sharks and wanting to find a way to deal with them in self defense um, and eventually they developed this weapon called the shark dart. Um, which was, yeah, this like this pointy needle thing that was attached to a gas pump that would pump out a- like CO2 and air once it was, it punctured something. And the idea was 
Like the idea behind creating this was that, okay, you stick it in the shark, you pump in some like some CO2 and it wouldn't kill the shark, but it would affect the buoyancy and it, the shark would have to leave because um, it would like it's swimming would get all fucked up and it would leave you alone. Um, and it wouldn't like leave too much blood in the water. It wouldn't start like a feeding frenzy and it's like a safe self-defense option against sharks. But then they went out and used it. Um, and it turned out that it was actually way, what it did was way crazier than that. Did it explode sharks? I mean, it's actually even more gruesome than that. Uh, because I mean, if you can imagine this, it's like this like high pressure air that's being pumped into an animal and it's just like, it's creating a giant embolism. Like it's just like just putting air into their blood. (laughs) Oh my God. Which, and what it did to a bunch of sharks was they would inflate their stomachs, their, like their, their bellies. And it would just like their stomachs would come out of their mouths. Like they would just like their entrails would shoot out of them. Jesus and they Christ. Would, and there is, I don't recommend watching it because I, I found it when I was doing research on this and it's really nasty and cruel, but there is some really old footage of people using these um, and it's fucking brutal. It's crazy. Uh, so if you can imagine, they don't they don't use these you nowadays. Know, I don't like have a ton um, of pity for sharks, but that's that's too much. No, it's it's really sad to watch. They clearly don't like they're none of the sharks that they're really using it on are like being aggressive or anything. They're uh, just testing it and the sharks like freak out and stuff comes out of their mouth. It's really not nice. I don't want to see um, it. Luckily it's in black and white. So and it's pretty poor quality, so it's not like so horrible, but it's pretty horrible. Um and I don't recommend seeking it out if you like animals. Yeah. Um but Man, what a crazy thing to be real. I was like, there's no way that's like a real weapon. Like that but it's completely real and it's even nastier than what they how they showed it in this movie. Um isn't that fucking crazy? They said also that there was like I can't tell if this was a if it was like rumored or if they actually did this, but like when astronauts would splash down, like when they land in, in the water from re entering uh the atmosphere, they would have like uh u.s navy guys with shark darts like around them to escort them to a ship just but like they never had to use them or anything but they just like were like oh if a shark tries to eat an astronaut we have to use this weapon that's crazy (laughs) um yeah but i guess you can still i watched a youtube video of this guy like who had a vintage one so i think you can still like get them um huh but yeah very very nuts uh very crazy thing that I just wanted to share because I learned about it from this movie. That's cool. Yeah. Um, then let's see here. The uh, the other thing from the movie that's not directly Dupladon related is I just thought it was fun that at the end they basically have the exact scare, jump scare from the end of Friday the 13th. Uh, where in Friday the 13th, the main final girl is like in a boat and she's like, people are coming she's like like the the danger is done she's floating on a on a lake and she's like dipping her hand in the water and then suddenly the little like fucked up mutant jason kid jumps up and grabs her and goes like dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. and they literally did the sci-fi monster version of that where it's like they're like in this like raft and they're like ah and it's like a guy and a girl and then suddenly the like the big monster comes out and it's so funny to be like we're gonna do that like the best one of the best jump scares of all time we're gonna do that but we're gonna do it with a 20 foot monster this time yeah, instead a of a monster. little dirty boy the, the another thing is like they did sort of imply that they had killed that be- killed it before like what one of the crew members goes out using a i forgot what it's called but like the the heart starter thing defibrillator yeah she uses a defibrillator in the water that she's in with the thing and yeah. there's like a shot of it's like lobster eyes like kind of like sinking under the water a little bit and you're like yeah. ah nice the danger's done but it isn't yeah oh that which reminds me another crazy thing about this movie that that part of what makes it enjoyable and what makes it worth sticking with at least for uh for an like for the hour before that the the monster shows up um is that the production design is really cool in that the sets that they built, I was watching this like uh, this like kind of behind the scenes making a featurette thing, and they had to they were like the issue of building sets is that like a lot of scenes called for just like an insane volume of water to be pumped into a room really, really fast, yeah, and they actually did that like they built what they did is they built sets in this big water tank that they bought. And they 
just built sets that could withstand huge quantities of rushing water and they would just flood the sets and then drain them and flood them again and drain them. like they would just have be like they they you they actually used the same like they would use the same sets for dry scenes as wet scenes but just with water in them like so a lot of it is filmed with people like you know chest deep in water and it's like oh they're actually in that set that you saw before that didn't have water in it and i thought that was really cool that's crazy. Also, they kind of were recording underwater then. Yeah. Cool. Um, it also... Oh, also, which... Another good monster moment that I really like that makes it feel like it's not evil, but just kind of like a big fucked up monster that's trying to figure out what to do is there's a scene when like a hatch is closed and there's like... They've been separated from somebody and they hear a bump against the hatch and like one of the girls is like, oh my God, like that's the other guy. We have to let him in and just runs over and opens the hatch and just like a torrent like a torrential amount of water just goes just like whoosh, and just blasts it. like they just heard the they just heard the depth on just bump against the hatch and i just like that totally feels like just a big dumb predator animal is like oh they went in here and just like bumping into it you know what i mean like uh, yeah it wasn't being not like cunning. it's like it's not like sneaking up or any it's just like thump. yeah totally i i i did like that they didn't give it cunning yeah it just like yeah. its design was cunning and it's a giant hungry predator it doesn't it, that is a mostly an arthropod so like i don't know like a horseshoe crab is basically the dumbest thing in the world and like yeah. it it seemed like it was basically just a fast dumb thing yeah it it yeah this is and this again i think goes for is a great comparison point to this one being so much better than the kathoga um, which, you know, it has, it has a similar, it's, it has, it has a similar color scheme, you know, similar, like this is a big, impressive, physical, movable model that we built. Uh, it even has the same type of like horizontal pincer mandible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the same like type of paint job. Uh, and it's like, why, well, why is this one, why is the Deplet on so much more effective? Um, and it's, I think, honestly, you can really boil it. Not that this is the only reason, obviously, but like you can really boil it down. The most like pure distillation of the difference is the eyes. Yeah. Like, the Cathoga has the angry predator eyes that are like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to sneak around and I'm going to get you because that's what I do. I'm a getter. And then the Depludon is like, uh, food. <laughs> it has just like this ancient um, primal dumbness to it that I think is like, yeah, it feels scary. prehistoric. I think that, yeah. that that's... I don't know. I've said this before. I think sometimes something that is, like, virtually mindless, like, there's... And not evil is scarier than something that is, like, meh, Like, it's just... It's going to do what it's going to do. There is no arguing with it. There's no reasoning with it. There's no appealing to any sense of anything in it. There's nothing yeah. there other than ancient primal hunger. I'm also I'm looking I like I just I pulled up pictures of the Cathoga again and honestly like I think it's so and this is probably out of any pairing of monsters that we've had on the show so far this is like I think maybe the most instructive to me of like what 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 how do you make a good monster versus how do you make a forgettable monster not that the Cathoga is like a bad monster but it's definitely forgettable as in mm-hmm. even I just had to look up a picture to remember exactly what I didn't like about it. Um, but the Cathoga, I mean, if you look at a picture of the Cathoga, it's got, whether its mouth is open or, like, when its mouth is closed, it's got a it's got a grimace, you know? It's mm-hmm. baring its teeth. Its teeth are external. When its mouth is open, it's angry. It's yelling. Um, the yeah. teeth are always pointed towards you no matter what. Its whole face comes to a point to make the eyes look like they're angry, like the brows are coming down in a yeah. V. The, the mouth is like all the time. Uh, the eyes are tiny and beady and they are, they have the, even the, like they're even the sockets are angry shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mandibles, they're just, they're just spikes and they just come out and they even, they point towards you too. Somehow when the mouth is open, like it's just a, the, everything on the face comes down towards you. You know, it's just a full, like I am directing scariness and coolness right at you. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting this energy out of the screen and I'm looking, I'm sending it into you like a laser beam. Um, and it's like, it's try hard almost totally. But then you look at like the head of the Deplodon, which is such a bizarre, like it is uh, definitely the key 
of the design like it is such a fucking bizarre and cool head um and the eyes are like they're big they don't look angry at all they're just like oval and they're like free floating like it has no brow to make it look angry no. even if it wanted to there's no eyelids to like make it squint menacingly the shape of the mouth is confusing like yeah. it's you have to look at it you have to pause the movie to process the shape of the mouth and then when you do you're like like the only impression you catch before you process it is you yeah and then totally. when you do, the more you process it the more you're like oh there's some like something is this looks like a real creature but something is very off totally um and this yeah and i think that it's just so fascinating that two things that have the same almost like level of effects prowess i would say mm-hmm. just come off so so differently yeah just i think just a, a better design yeah definitely and even and when the and when the the depladon's mouth is closed too you don't see any teeth you don't see anything you know it's like the the two side mandibles you just see the armor plates which look like uh you know like a knight's like boot you know yeah. how they have the like interlocking totally plates on their boot like it just looks like two of those and then these like big like almost like it looks like if you were to draw the pupils they look like when you draw like a, a cute smiley face smiling totally and, like you do the have the two like upside down u-shaped yeah. kawaii, eyes kawaii. yeah exactly like it looks just so like it looks like a weird little like gurgly thing yeah totally um, and then it opens and you're like ah! Ah! um yeah sweet i but, i love it i love it i really do like it i have yeah i have a few more things to throw out there which are, I just wanted to throw out also who worked on it because I realize we don't usually, I feel like sometimes we mention it in passing on these movie episodes, like, you know, who made the monster, but I sure. feel like it makes sense to throw out who made the monster and what they did. Um, and there's an article in Fangoria about the production of this movie that I, they didn't have all that much inf- interesting information, but it was cool to see some of the set pictures. Um, but the creature was created originally by uh, Chris Wallace, W A L. A-S. So I don't know if it's Wallace or Wallace or something like that. Wallace. Uh, he did He did The Fly. He worked on, on Cronenberg's The Fly. Cool. He designed the Gremlins from Gremlins. Sick. He did some special effects on Naked Lunch. And he also did the close-up of the dragon in Dragon Slayer from 1981, which I always remember as being really cool. Um, but after that, the production, Chris Wallace did the production designs. Um, there, uh, Mark Shostrom made, did some work on it too and changed the color scheme of the creature. I don't know what it was originally, but Mark Shostrom worked on From Beyond and was in the makeup department for Evil Dead 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, Prince of Darkness. Um, and then the paint job, which I think is what really makes this design sing, to be honest, is those beautiful scales, mm-hmm. uh, is by special effects god Steve Wang who is a Taiwanese special effects artist who did uh, who directed stuff for The Giver, and he, I believe, directed the sequel to The Giver. But The Giver, I think, that's like a holy grail of, of monster design to me. Um, but he was also he best, I mean, best known for, he was the lead concept designer sculptor and did the paint scheme for The Predator. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's why... That's The Predator is like the all one of the all-time great paint schemes too. You know what I mean? Totally. Just like that looks real because of how they painted it. Um, and he also did Abe Sapien from Hellboy and the Gilman from Monster Squad, which I think we brought up in our uh, Gilman episode. We did. Um, but it's just funny that like, okay, yeah, this Steve, what this is the guy who's done every like really real looking fish frog. Totally. Reptile monster. I so wonder if he studies, real. like if he studies animals when he's doing that, I have to imagine he probably does. Yeah, I would imagine so too. I, I have to imagine. He also did a bunch of. I think he did sculpt like a bunch of like video game statues and stuff. I mean, he's just like he's incredible. He's one of the best there is. Um, so I mean, props to him. But the main rig for the for the uh, for the Depladon's body is twenty two feet long. It took eight people to operate. Um, Shit. And they had to be. There was like a stunt guy inside it. So it was this giant fucking crazy unwieldy thing. Um, that was, and they also had, they built like separate tail, separate, uh, arms, separate head, uh, like a tiny scale puppet, the, all, all that general stuff. Um, you know, like how they do monsters, like um, the monster stuff. Yeah. And then the, I think this is the last thing I wanted to bring up, but it's the most confounding thing 
that I just don't understand is that I cannot for the life of me find out why this who why is it called a depladon who called it that because they never say that in the movie they don't even say eurypterid in the movie yeah it's also not in the it's not in the credits it's not a, yeah it's not anywhere but for some reason when you google the monster when you google the monster from deep star 6 it says depladon and when you google depladon this monster comes up but depladon is not anything it's not even the name of anything. No. It's nothing. I don't. I have no idea where it could have come from. I found the script. I read the screenplay of this movie, and which is interesting because it's actually in the movie in the script they call the monster one one three eight because in the script it's an escaped biolab experiment, which is a w- way worse. Uh, yeah, idea, it's totally worse. One hundred percent worse. And there's a quote from the script that I liked when they're talking about it where they say, the life we are creating now will help mankind tame the underwater frontier, just like our forefathers used the ox and the dog. Which I like that, but... That's uh, a cool line, but yeah, yeah. incidentally bumping into an ancient thing is cooler. Yeah, uh, uh, the escaped experiment thing is is definitely kind of it's just overplayed you know mm, what i mean totally um and it's not so interesting uh but yeah i don't know what I, so that's what I, it's not even in the script depladon is like where could this have come from and i tried to google the first like so here my theory okay i'm here for which it. i go i tried i used google to try and find the first instance of the word depladon and the earliest one i could find was on this forum uh that was called like superhero something. I can't remember. I should have written it down. It was like a superhero forum. Cool. Uh, and it was from October 10th, 2010. Somebody made a post called favorite monsters and creatures. Somebody named Punisher rising. And they referred to it as the Depladon in that post. And that was the earliest instance of Depladon I could find. So here are my two theories. Either this person just made up a name <laughs> for this thing. And just like everybody ran with it since then. Uh, which of, seems crazy. That, that seems cool, if true. Because how would you? But how would anyone have even seen that post? Is nothing. It was on a superhero forum. But here's huh. my other theory: is that maybe there was so, so there. There's a special edition of this movie that I didn't buy because uh, uh, there are movies that I would buy a special edition to like watch special features and stuff for for this podcast. But this movie is not one of them. I'm not dropping money on on Deep Star Six. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, bad idea. Um, but. I was like, oh, maybe, but like, and then I was like, oh no, but that special edition came out in 2020, but I was like, maybe a, but, but so none of the special features on there would have been around, uh, back when, in 2010 when this guy made this post. But then I was like, oh, some of those special features might be, might be archival or maybe one of the commentary tracks is like an archival track or something. So my theory is that maybe there's like a commentary track where like, somebody says Depladon one time or something and somehow one or two people saw it and from there it caught on but no you can't even find it on it like nobody even says like oh it is referred to as Depladon in this comment you know what I mean like it just like it's treated like oh yeah that's the name like there's no justify I just don't I don't understand it's crazy if anyone has answers tell us yeah I pl- I would love an internet sleuth to figure this out for us because i was kind of going crazy or if someone has the special edition of deep star six bless your heart if you could watch all of the special features for us mm-hmm. uh, and tell us whether any they ever say depladon in that because um, i really want to know it's so strange quite st- bizarre like it's on like so many listicles or that are like the craziest underwater monsters and stuff like that um it's on wikis it's on it's yeah i don't know i just don't know me no no neither um, um you got anything else on on depladonti no i think that's all i got should we rate this bad lobster yeah i think i'm ready to rate him okay i am um, too do you want to go first sure i'll go first i'm gonna rate him i think eight uh sad frog eyes out of ten because i think that i have such a soft spot for a big monster that is like a that is rendered using a big rig um and if it and if you can do that and you can make it look like it's alive even for a second and this does it for several seconds um that's already going to be a home run for me and it's a just honestly just a plus on top of that 
that the design of like let's be honest the the body of this thing isn't really winning any awards no uh, it's not so interesting but the head like i just i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like the head of this thing or the mm-hmm. face um so the the fact that it has such a crazy and unique and cool looking head on top of it being portrayed so realistically and so uh clunkily like like i don't know like with physicality i guess is what i mean um that just that it gives it a pretty high esteem in my eyes yeah i'm also going to give it eight horizontal mandibles out of ten um for very similar reasons to cameron the primary one for me honestly is that it looks and feels and acts like a big primal animal it it doesn't have evil it's like which i think is it's so scary to be out of your element aka underwater and in the element of an ancient thing's an ancient dumb beasts thing like it yeah it's i i think it's it's perfect that it's just a big scary animal that you haven't seen before yeah i think the production design in this movie does a great job of like enhancing that too like they just have really good sets that just look like like oh man i would not want to be trapped here and the shit where some people are getting trapped like the guy gets stuck between a closing hatch door Mm -hmm. and like they just yeah the water seems so unwieldy and wet (laughs) yeah heavy yeah it's all just it's very heavy i mean i feel like honestly it's funny because i feel like we're kind of singing the praises of this movie that i don't think is that good but it's really fun to it's a fun movie to think about and and enjoy when you're not watching it but when you're watching it you guys might be like what the fuck are you talking about aspects of this movie shine above uh, like other movies but for the most part it's not the best yeah well i mean i guess it's fun when you compare it to like the rift which is fun that we already covered one of these Mm -hmm. other yeah uh types of movies on the show um when you compare it to that one it's like oh this is clearly like i think this is way better than the rift yeah but the Um, bar was really low for the rift yeah but the bar was really low uh but also it's funny this one came out first like they they did it they this is the one where they successfully when when everybody heard james cameron was working on the abyss and they're all like okay let's go let's go let's go let's think of something like this was the one that they were like boom we got it um and i think honestly out of all the ones i've seen this might be the best of them so it's nice that they that they got it out first (laughs) yeah great great monster eight eight is a very solid number from from us yeah all right should Um, we spin that wheel yeah i'm ready to spin that wheel let me pull it up here Oh, shoo poppy. Let's yeah. see. All right. You ready for spinning? Let's spin that wheel. Okay. And I'm going to spin now. And here we go now. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> the alien from Biohazard, the movie. Oh, hell yeah. How is Biohazard that short film or is it a full movie? Uh, I think it's a full movie. Let's see here. No, that's okay. I googled alien biohazard, and it's just a, it's giving me the symbol, the biohazard symbol. Um, okay, so this is what we're up against. Oh my god, this thing! All right, well we'll see. We'll see you next week. Oh man, <laughs> this thing looks dumb, but we'll cover it. We'll see you next week for yeah. biohazard. Bye, everybody. Have a monster. Bye. Have a monster.